Tech Talks in 20 focuses on the hottest technology topics and customer experience right now. When we talk tech, we cover everything from supercharging the customer experience with AI to composable CX to what's hot with bots. Plus, we reveal the data behind the latest customer and employee experience technology trends, all in about 20 minutes. Welcome to Tech Talks in 20. I'm Michael Logan. And I'm Ginger Conlon. This week on Tech Talks in 20, we're going to start a new trend where we're focused on how tech is impacting particular verticals. And this week, we're going to start in the financial sector. And the reason we're jumping in with financial services first is because nearly two-thirds of banking executives say continuous innovation is raising customer expectations but 45% say they're failing to keep pace with those expectations. So it is a challenging time. We have David Porter, Managing Director of Global Banking Industry for Genesis, to join us and talk a little bit more about the evolving CX technology landscape in the financial services sector. David, welcome to Tech Talks in 20. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do for Genesis? Uh, Sure, Michael. Thank you for having me on this rather wet afternoon in New York. I lead the global industry team for financial services at Genesis. I've been at the company for coming up for three years. Uh, Personally, my background is all financial services. I spent the last uh, 12, 13 years running different businesses at JP Morgan Chase, American Express before that for many years. And I started my banking career at Lloyd's. So it's all I've ever done. Well, then with all that experience, you're the one to ask, what do you see as trends over the next 18 months in the financial service sector for customer experience? Look, I think it's important to start out with history, what has been happening. And in terms of recent channel trends, if I quote from a couple of large banks I know well, ATM volumes are down 10%. Branch traffic is down 10%. .com volume down 5%. Where's all the volume going? Well, we know where it's going. It's all going to mobile devices. So that's a channel trend in itself. What do we see happening? Obviously, that kind of shift to mobile and self-serve is going to continue as banking apps get better and better. Think of your own experience. Is your app better now than it was three years ago? Of course, they're awesome. So that's going to continue. I think of the bot experiences that you have, whether it's a voice bot, a chat bot, and then think back three years. Three years ago, these things were pretty awful. Like you really couldn't do much. Frankly, a bot was, here's my question. And then the answer was, thank you for your question, Michael. Here's a link to our website. It was useless. And that is not the case anymore. The bots have got so much better. Um, and I think more and more of that kind of rational improvement in those bot experiences is going to continue as well. And we know it's continuing. And the good news for banks is bots are proven to be super effective at reaching hard to get at segments like younger audiences. So I think that's super exciting and interesting. Um, There are folks that continue to call and email their banks when things go wrong. There's also use cases starting to emerge finally in the video space that are proving to actually be real and people are starting to finally use video in the banking sense. Then also, if we have a more general lens over client experience, Just products themselves are so much better. Um, And we think of the transparency, the fee structures around, say, a credit card, just that much better than they were 10 years ago. Think of uh, wealth management products, financial planning products, much better than they were 10 years ago. So I think that's a general lens in terms of both 
product experiences, channels, and how these things are trending. You mentioned bots, you mentioned video. Let's dive a little bit more into that technology side of the financial services customer experience. What do you see as the key areas where financial services CX tech is going to keep changing and evolving and make that big impact? I think first of all, all of us have experienced what I just described. But I think the next thing that we want is we want all of these channels and technologies to be joined up. And we want that not only us as consumers, but banks themselves and financial advisors, they would prefer all of these things to be joined together as well and joined together in terms of both history, content, tracking, training, etc. It would just all be easier. So I think more kind of evolution in that space will happen over the next 18 months. And we ourselves at Genesis are investing in that space too. So you can see conversational summaries when you uh, coming in through a different channel, like a messaging app, when you can see emails, when you're checking something on your uh, the .com website. So all of these things being more joined together, I think it's coming. And not only coming, we're investing in that spec side. This is real. Now, if you like the next big thing, I would bifurcate a little. And the next big thing, we all know what it is because we all look at the stock market and we see how people are investing in things like NVIDIA, et cetera. The next big thing is AI. I'm here to say that AI isn't actually new. And some might say that AI and machine learning and analytics has been over-promising and under-delivering in banking for the last six or seven years. Some could say that. But I think we're actually at this inflection point now. And the inflection point is interesting. And I would divide it into two spaces. The first space is what is real AI technology that's in the marketplace today that's up and running and working. And I can just quote from Genesis because that's what I know, but we have technology in that space in market running at scale with huge banks all around the world. So Genesis predictive routing decides when a first contact and where it should be sent. Our Genesis predictive engagement will tell you why we think that first contact is being initiated. What's the problem? Then agent assist is technology that hums away in the background. And when somebody's talking to a client, we'll say, hey, you didn't read a disclosure. Or this client sounds really happy, make them a product offer. So this is real live technology in market today working. There's then the second part, which is with new large language models. Um, what is this next level of personalization that's going to happen? And we know it's going to come. What we don't know yet is which of these areas of personalization and focus are going to hit first, in which sequence, which are going to be successful and which will not be. Uh, many companies are working in this space. Banks themselves have SWAT teams working on this technology. And I think we'll see new capabilities in market very shortly in this year. So we'll see new capabilities in this space. So an interesting time. It's a good time to certainly for me to be a Genesis. So with that acceleration around personalization, you say coming soon, new features, new, new capabilities, what's driving that focus on personalization? And how does that differ okay. from banking versus healthcare versus yeah. the other verticals? All right. Um, I spotted two questions there, so we'll try and hit them in turn. First, in the personalization space, it's been a journey, right? So 20 years ago, banks had a one-size-fits-all, like a McDonald's model. We're just going to make it the same for everyone. It'll be nice and efficient. It'll be great. And we all kind of felt that if we can think back 20 years to banking. 15 years ago, segments and having a segment approach was much more important. 
and the traditional segments in banking are affluent, high net worth, ultra high net worth. But then there were other segments too, based on needs, etc. That kind of segment-based approach has been with us now for the last 10 to 15 years. But now, I think different treatments that are actually available and focused on and targeted against a design target of one is now capable and possible. And banks want to do that because they want to know particularly, frankly, for their best customers, and actually, in some cases, for their worst, and by worst folks that pose fraud and credit risks, right? There are two extremes there. Who are these people? What is their history in terms of transactions, behaviors, profile, their wants and needs? And then can we serve up offers, treatments, service, marketing, sales approaches that best fit those wants and needs? And I think that's what personalization is in banking. And it can now be done at scale. And we're just starting to see that happening now. Now, why is this different in financial services versus healthcare or government, which was your second question? There are a few reasons. First of all, security. And if somebody steals your healthcare record, that's sad. Like, you know, I don't want somebody to see my healthcare records, but it honestly doesn't impact my daily life. If somebody steals my credit card and my checking account and access to my brokerage account, whoa, that absolutely impacts my day-to-day, my future. That's terrible. So security and the protocols in that space in financial services, you won't see them anywhere else in any other industry. Regulation is different, and there's continuing concerns with disparate impact. So, for example, one large bank I was speaking to recently said, hey, man, we were talking about some technology. They said, please don't call it a model, because a model for us triggers model risk governance, disparate impact treatments, risk management, supervisory management. You've got to be really careful. Other industries don't have those layers. Other industries don't have, here's your business. Then here's compliance, here's supervisory management, here's risk management. Don't have them. It's unique to financial services. And frankly, it's better that way. (laughs) The industry does run better than it used to. I definitely want to talk more about AI, but before we get to that, let's take a step back. You talked earlier about banks wanting to connect channels more and consumers wanting those channel experiences or those journeys to be more connected. So let's talk a little bit about the CX tech in bank branches Mm. and the benefit of connecting that with the contact center and how that could be an ultimately better experience. Yeah. So thank you, Ginger. That's a good one. Look at the top of the house, every single bank or financial services company that has a physical footprint, and some are digital only, but most have physical footprints, have this deadly three-letter or three-word phrase, branch footprint optimization. And branch footprint optimization, a cynic might say that's just a euphemism to close half the branches. It's really not. It really means branch foot traffic is down, people that visit branches less, what can we do with them to make them better channels? Now, first up, there are things that you still have to do face-to-face. And oftentimes it's complex product. A simple product like a credit card, can you check on an offer that you just received on your email? Can you open the card in the next two minutes? Absolutely. Simple product. You can do that. Try and roll over a retirement account. Try and refinance your mortgage. Try and open a bank-managed account. There's some things you're going to need to do. You're going to need to have face-to-face meetings. You're going to need notarized documents, flow backwards and forwards. Complex products still need face-to-face. Frankly, complex products in the financial services space are usually stress-inducing for people, and they actually want some face to make them feel better. 
the future of the physical location, I think, is still alive and well and alive and kicking, but it can be made more efficient. Here at Genesis, something we've been doing, particularly with large European banks, is we're putting a Genesis technology into the bank branches. So when a financial advisor or a banker is busy in the morning seeing clients, their appointment book is full, they're just doing face-to-face. Lunchtime comes, and traditionally they might be just going through notes, they're not busy. What we're doing is giving them access to Genesis technology. They can log in, become an available expert, and we can route through to them complex inquiries, complex um, calls, complex emails, and we can route things based on availability, on experience, on footprint, a whole bunch of things. And the bankers like it because, of course, it means they're busy and it's complex things we're routing to them, so they get bonused on that. The bank's happy, we're happy, it's a win for everyone. So that's just an example of how that kind of branch footprint optimization is something that we touch. We are bringing to market shortly, actually, like an hourly interactive model for Genesis. So that hourly model is better than paying for a full seat because you're only paying for something when you're actually busy, which fits that more kind of front office, kind of face-to-face revenue generating financial advisor and banker. So I'm going to bring it back to AI and how that impacts customer experience. What are some of the top use cases you've identified a few the complex ones but what are what's some of the top use cases that you see yeah. ai serving sure look i think the what's really going to be the top use case we will all kind of experience love and feel in financial services will be virtual assistants and um, i'll come back to that in a second there are other use cases like in the service space and we've touched upon some of them fraud and risk management areas that are ripe for kind of improvement Wealth and planning, I think, is another area that's going to be made much better. Um, Back to the virtual assistants, I I think that's really where we're going to experience significant change. And the change will imagine you're walking through a department store and you you can zap your phone at a flat screen TV and ask your virtual assistant, is this a good price? They'll say, yeah, others like you didn't spend $1,000 on this, they just spent $800. However, if you charge this to your card, branded to this bank and the virtual assistant will give you a 25% discount, actually you'll get it for 750, better price, virtual price. These types of capabilities are coming. A virtual assistant that tells you like, Ginger, did you have a good financial month? Yes, you did. You earned more than you expected, you spent less, your portfolio increased by X, which was better than the market and better than others that looked like you. This is awesome. Now let's connect you with your financial advisor. These are all things that are coming. And I think that's going to be exciting. And they're not far away either. They're not 10 years away. These are in the next 18 months. We'll start seeing these things appearing. I don't know if I can wait 18 months to get a new TV. I'm really in the market for one now. So (laughs) when can this happen? I'm definitely looking for that deal. Uh, So with the adoption of AI, and what does it mean for contact center operations? Um, tech and development teams? What kind of roles, skills, and technologies do the CX leaders need to learn about? People are at different stages here. Now, I was talking to a very large bank a couple of weeks back. And this is a roundabout story to get answering your question. Their question to me was, David, who is our most efficient telephone banker? I don't know. (laughs) And the answer... Our IVR system, it answers millions of calls a day, millions. Does an awesome job. We love our IVR system. Now, this same bank also has a virtual assistant. I won't tell you its name because then you'll guess the bank. 
But then the next question to me was, what's the difference between our IVR system and the virtual assistant? And I was like, oh, geez, that's a really good question. You're using to an IVR system, your authenticator, hit one to hear your balance, hit two to pay a bill, hit three to... What's the difference between that and actually talking to the bank's virtual assistant on your mobile phone saying, what's my balance? That's really their question to me. And of course, from a user standpoint, I'm like, geez, it's a great question. Yeah, there is no difference. It shouldn't be different. The real difference is one is technology we built 15 years ago, and the other is technology we built five years ago. They're both out of date, and we're going to rewrite them both, and those channels will converge. So I think channel convergence is super important. And and I didn't make this up. This is this huge bank telling me. (laughs) So that is coming. And back to people wanting to see channels and channel information flowing together. That's a great example, I think, of what some of this new technology and the impact on how things have been done and how it's going to play out. There's more impact, though. It's not just technology. Does every bank now want to have 20,000 people in their back office answering phones? Now, of course, the answer is no, that they see that as tremendous expense. And, hey, let's change that out. And these new generation of chatbots and IVR, virtual assistant convergence, hey, it'll be so efficient, we won't need all these people. Personally, I don't think that's going to be true. (laughs) I think we'll still end up with the same number of FTE and the same number of folks like with headsets and other video kind of interaction tools. I think they'll simply be different people in that the types of things we now need to still interact with people, uh, you will need different job families. And if you think about that, they're going to be folks that are probably registered and licensed in North America, Series 6, Series 7, Series 63. And it takes time to actually train people. It takes on average about nine months to onboard somebody off the streets, get them trained, licensed, registered, ready to talk to a client. So you can't just flip somebody into a call center, uh, train them for a week, and then they're talking to clients. You won't be able to do that anymore. So that's a change, a significant change. Now, it, for Genesis, and this is why I'm really bullish on how this company is put together and how we'll look at going forward. We have a tremendous role to play in that space. Just we have to be aware of this kind of change that is coming and is happening now. We talked a lot about the customer experience and we did talk a little bit about the employee experience in when we were talking about branches. But let's talk a little bit more about the technology for the customer experience in banking. How do you see that evolving? Back to my first comment around the kind of AI over-promising and under-delivering in banking seven years ago. Banks were all excited in that space, and they went out and they hired huge teams of people. They picked up these incredible kind of PhD, MIT, Stanford grads, created huge teams of folks and to do analytics and machine learning, etc. And then they waited for two years and nothing really happened. So tremendous expense, and those things have slowly filtered away, and the people have gone and done other things. So I think in terms of the kind of, if you like, they're not really watchouts, but I think in terms of what's happening now, banks are more driven by real use cases. We're going to look at real use cases, real areas of opportunity where technology can help us. So none of this broad boil the ocean type thing. Bite-sized chunks, just let's take something, we're not going to broadly advertise to the world that we're working in this new space, but we're going to have smaller kind of SWAT teams working on things in an expert way to solve for a use case and have the technology work really well. And we're just going to keep that quiet till we're ready for a nice cohesive launch. And we know that, by the way, the technology, back to my earlier point, is um, properly supervised. The models are all good. Everything doesn't have disparate impact implications. We're all good. So I think that approach, Ginger, is out there. Uh, And of course, there's also this overlay of data and security. 
everything that you do in this space, new technology, it has to be, it has to just pay well in that space. And years ago, that wasn't the case in banking, to be honest. We were all driven by, hey, let's just be first to market. We've got something good. It's an eight out of 10. That'll be good enough. Can't do that anymore. Has to be a 10. Uh, and I think that kind of fundamental change um, is making people be excited, understand the technology, but then apply it in a very systematic kind of a thoughtful way. With everything you've just told us about what's coming, what's what to expect around customer experience for not only cu- customers, but also the employee experience. With all that said, just the, in your closing thought, where is a good place to start for someone that's in a situation where they're trying to have a CX evolution in their work? Sure. Um, well, a good place to start, of course, is first of all, ask your employees, what would they like more of and less of? Survey. And not only your employees, survey your clients. Now, don't do the standard, which is ask your clients what they want more of from their bank, because they'll always say the same thing. They'll always say that they want lower fee, better service, and better product, right? right? And more return. They'll always say the same thing. So don't ask them that. Ask them more, like, what are the astonishing experiences that you've had with technology from other sector and how did it impact your life? At American Express, where I worked years back, they were really good at mystery shopping. And Amex would mystery shop like hotels, airlines, like how good are they? What could be better? So mystery shop, send your people out, send them into your actual back office call centers, send them into the homes of your best clients, send them into a day in the life of a financial advisor, and then send them into other industries. What is happening in healthcare? What is happening in government? Just look at these things in technology. Go visit AWS and Microsoft Genesis and see what we're doing. More of that, I think, will really shape how to start. David, thank you so much. You were super helpful today with all of your insight, sharing where we've been and where financial services tech is going. It's an exciting time, and we appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you very much. Well, as we continue uh, this trend of focusing on verticals, I think this is a great start to focus on one that is um, having a huge impact, as David pointed out, with customers around how they use technology. And he highlighted some pretty interesting things for me, Ginger, the idea that ATMs are down 10%, branches are down 10%, which I think we all know, but web being down 5%, that was surprising to me, but everything's moving to mobile and self-service as that technology gets better, as he pointed out. And as that technology improves and as that AI improves, I really like how he pointed out hyper-personalization. We're focusing on each individual and how we can impact them. What about you, Ginger? What'd you pick up? One of the things that stood out for me, Michael, was how David pointed out that channel convergence is going to make journeys seem completely seamless to customers. And at the back end, technologies that are separate now, IVR and voice bots will converge to create that joined up seamless experience. And that will, I think, follow along with the personalization that you were talking about. And what was interesting too, was David pointed out that these things aren't for 2030 and beyond. They're coming in the next few years, which will completely change the customer experience landscape in financial services. As we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you were able to take something away from today's topic. 
Before we leave you, we want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on Genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and will leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified of new episodes of the podcast and feel free to share with your colleagues. Again, thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20.